0: In the tongue Bangla, Golpo is a curious word. It means story, a noun, and it also means conversation, the verb. I have grown up to the wonderful sound of Golpo, stories and conversations that have shaped me to be the storyteller that I am today. this brand new season of Golpo, stories from around the world, me, your storyteller Rituparna, will continue to bring you stories that have picked me. Yes, stories pick me. They really ask me to tell them. They poke, punch, provoke and push me to tell them. But before they do all of that, they speak to me, lighting up my mind and my heart in ways that only a very special story can do. And in this podcast, I bring to you some of those special stories. These are just some of my stories, handpicked and tucked in my story bag, so I can tell them to you when the time is right. Are these stories for children or adults? Well, they are for anyone who has a heart beating for stories. And I really hope that this podcast helps you discover that inside you. Play this on your way to work, to put your child to sleep, To create a moment together as a family, to share an idea with your team, find a dose of inspiration, creativity, or a fresh perspective perhaps. Let these stories be your companion when you want some quality time with yourself. Like I said, you will hear a story today and I hope it stays with you and lights up your heart and mind like the way these stories do for me. Of the thousand tales that Shehzadeh told to stay alive, this is one of them. A story so old that it has lived to this day, so I can tell it to you today. There once lived a hunter who hunted through the mountains and forests catching a kill to trade and sell. Following him was his loyal hound, a hunter dog as fierce and brave as his master. One day, the hunter found a grotto deep in the mountains. The hunter and his hound found a massive beehive inside the cave. Unprepared to gather honey as he was, the hunter emptied his water skin and he filled it with honey. The hunter was eager to make a sale, and so he found his way to the nearest town. He was far from home. Perhaps there could be good business in here, he thought to himself. The hunter made his way to the oil cellar and offered his honey for sale. The oil cellar decided to taste the honey before buying some. He dipped his finger and licked the honey. Just at the nick of time, a teeny tiny drop of honey slipped from his fingers and fell on the ground. Within a flash of a second, flies buzzed to swarm around the honey. The oil cellar swung his cloth around and the flies left and they soon returned to lick the dropped honey. Seeing the flies, the birds swooped down to pick on the flies and insects hovering over the honey. The flapping of wings and calls of birds woke up the oil seller's napping cat. He stretched and leaped on the birds. The birds didn't expect this unannounced attack in the middle of a meal and were taken by surprise. Sure enough, the cat caught a bird and killed it. The hunter's hound hadn't noticed the cat. Seeing the cat leap into action, the hound didn't lose a breath either. He leaped on the cat and caught its neck by his jaws. Snap and crackle. The oil seller's cat was dead too. The oil seller didn't expect this from the seller of the honey. He gave an angry look and kicked the hound so hard that it fell on the ground with a thud. The hunter turned to the oil seller angrily and pushed his knife into the oil seller's chest. A murder! The hunter was in a foreign land. The people of the town erupted on the hunter, dragging him onto the streets and beating him black and blue. The hunter didn't survive to tell his tale, but his tale travelled back to his town. His people heard the story and gathered to avenge his death. They picked up their axes, their spears, their stones and launched an attack on the town where their friend was killed. The king of the land where the men were fighting were taken unaware. He gathered his men and launched a military attack on the people. The war raged for many years. Perhaps it's raging even now. Two neighboring kingdoms at war, all for a drop of honey. I love the story. I have told it as a participatory tale, weaving in the characters of a honey-loving king and his anxious minister. The king drops a drop of honey and keeps swatting off the fly and the killings that follow. He insists that it's not our problem until his problems escalate. My audiences have loved joining me in telling this tale everywhere. It's a fantastic story to begin conversations about the nature of conflict and problems. When do small errors, mistakes and errings become massive troubles and threats? When can situations be corrected? When should we be careful lest things flare up? The story is a great metaphor in the school, living room and boardroom. I once told this story to a child who asked me quite innocently, How would the king know that the khani will lead to a war? And that got me thinking a thing or two about the nature of cautionary tales. A story that warns the listener of a coming calamity is both restrictive and prohibitive. One of my most popular stories, an original story that I have now been telling for the past 10 years, is about a baby hippo who refuses to come out of water. Her mother keeps warning her of the cold that she might catch, yet she refuses to step out. The warning doesn't help, the hippo stays in water and catches a cold in the end. However, I don't tell it like a cautionary tale. Instead, mine is a rebel tale, if there ever was a genre of that kind. Of course, rebellions come with their own consequences and sometimes agency is the first thing that a character needs. Now, coming back to the story, if you want to retell a drop of honey, I suggest... You use it to identify things, situations, events, decisions and perhaps even people who could be the drop of honey for you. Tell the story to trigger conversations and dialogue around risk assessment, risk analysis and risk mitigation. Wherever there is a risk, this one is a good story to talk about. It. A small word of caution for the stories in this podcast. In no way am I moralizing any of these stories. I am not a champion of morals and I strongly discourage using stories to teach or prescribe a moral to children or adults. In this podcast, I am trying to give you a context of where and how this story and any other story in this podcast can be used to start a conversation. A story is a great hook for dialogue. Play the story out or, or use it as a bridge to initiate conversation with your student, family colleague, or client. I champion a two-way dialogue between you, the teller, and your listener. So no, don't try to package a moral or message with these stories. Be open to interpretation. Don't be threatened by it. And if you're still lost for ideas, just listen. The story will speak to you when the time is right. If you want to talk to me, share your thoughts about these stories, or want to know how you can retell these stories in your work, just write to me at contact at yourstorybag.com. Thank you for listening. Golpo Stories from Around the World is a podcast of stories that spark conversations. You will find a bunch of traditional tales in here, retold and bridged with the world that we live in today. A story grows only when it is told. So go ahead and share these stories in the classroom, in the boardroom or in your living room. And come back to me and tell me, what did everyone say? If you like my stories and want to support this podcast, then you may want to gift a story, a little contribution to make storytelling sustainable for you, me and others. To know more about my work, you can look up www.yourstorybag.com I have a weekly newsletter. Follow the sound of my stories with the hashtag Storytelling with Rituparna. You can connect with me on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Until the next story, happy storytelling.